Good morning. It's good to be back in the Lord's house. It's been a while for me. Uh, it's good to be back. It's time to worship the Lord today. We want to welcome everyone that's watching uh, online, on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, just join us today as we worship. Uh, the first song is Here I Am to Worship. Let's uh, do that this morning. step down into darkness open my eyes let me see beauty that made this heart adore you hope of a life spent with you so here I am to worship here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, oh, so highly exalted, glorious in heaven Humbly you came to the earth you created, all full of sick became whole. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all Forgiven, cause you were forsaken. 
I'm accepted. You work and I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Cause you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die? welcome you again to to the Lord's house and uh, we invite you to take your Bible and follow along with us as we continue through the book of Luke and we're at Luke chapter 24 and we'll we will read uh, Luke chapter 24 33 through 37 and I'm not really gonna ad advance the story so to speak uh, that much this morning I, I, I want to kind of look at uh, what we've already seen, I'll advance the story just a little bit, but I want to look at the um, appearances, the resurrection appearances that we have seen so far as Jesus resurrected, of course, and then the disciples that he appears to and how he appears to them, etc. So I just want to kind of take a, 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 a week and, and look at that before we advance the story on. A whole lot more. Luke chapter 24, we'll read 33 
and just read down to 37. So uh, in verse 33, the Bible says, so they arose that very hour and returned to, to Jerusalem. Now those two, they arose that very hour, those two disciples on the road, on the road to Emmaus. Okay, and that's kind of what we're going to do is just look at the disciples that Jesus has appeared to and how he did it. And so those two rose that, uh, arose and returned to Jerusalem. Verse 34, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, in verse 36 through 37 is going to be another appearance to another group. Now, as they said these things, uh, as the two Emmaus disciples were in the room with the rest of the apostles, uh, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And one thing we found from every appearance, I think I'm saying that right, almost every appearance that Jesus makes after the resurrection, I think this is an important point, uh, they don't recognize him. They don't know who he is. And therefore, there we have the title of the message today. He's standing right there, and, and they don't recognize him. What I want to do is uh, we're going to have this on the screen, on uh, the script. And, uh, Mark chapter 16, 9 through 14. You can turn there if you want to. I'm going to read it just straight off of the screen. Mark chapter 16, 9 through 14. I chose this scripture because it, none of the Gospels uh, take all the appearances of Jesus and put them in, in order. Okay, so you have to work your way around. And even then, I don't know that I've ever done a real great job of being sure, he, absolutely sure, you know, appeared to this person at this time and, and who was first and, and all of that. But Mark chapter 16 does a pretty good job of putting it in order, uh, kind of. <laughs> now, when he arose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to, first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. We're going to go to verse 14. So she went and told these things, uh, told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and he had seen, was seen, had been seen by her, they did not, they did not believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and as they went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest uh, and they did not believe them either in the last verse. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. We're going to put on a screen, and if you're using your outline, if you're here in person, there is an outline on the backside of your announcements. But uh, So there's that, and we'll ha have this on the screen. It's kind of a list, and like I said, I'm not real great at, at knowing absolutely that I'm getting things in, in the order that I know they, they happened in, but I did the best that I, that I could. I want you to just think about some things as we think about Jesus appearing to his disciples after the resurrection. 
the resurrected Jesus appears to Mary first. That's what, that's what Mark just said. So he, he appears to her. She doesn't recognize him at first. Okay. Now, he misses. I put this in here. It's not an appearance. It's an appearance that you th would think that would happen, but didn't. That's going to be a big part of what I want to say. So he appears, he appears to Mary, but he misses Peter and John. If you remember the story, Peter and John run to the tomb. Uh, John out, outruns Peter. John stops at the tomb. Peter goes in. Jesus is, is not there. Now, he appears to Mary, and then, and I don't know how this worked, but somehow he appears to Mary, and then he appears to some of the women who were with her. I don't know how that worked. The Bible doesn't say. But it appears to her, and then he appears to some of, the, some of the women who were with her, just a few, two or three. In the meantime, I think, that's when Peter and John go to the tomb, and he doesn't appear to them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's watching from the side. I don't know where, where he was. But he, it's like this would have been a perfect time to appear to two of the most, uh, I'm going to say important, but they seem, they, they seem to play a very big part in, in his life, but he misses them. Okay, so then he appears to some of the women with Mary. Then we go on, and we've already co covered the last few weeks. The two Emmaus disciples, he, he appears to them. They, they don't recognize him, even though they, they know him. Okay. Then, as we just read, just started into the scripture to today, he appears to the eleven apostles with a few other dis disciples as they met in a room. He appears in that room, appears to them, just just a few. And we didn't co cover this. This is not in the not in the Gospels, but Paul mentions that there was a time when he did appear to five hundred at one time. That's how Jesus appears to his disciples. Now, the same principle is true of Jesus appearing after the resurrection as what he is accused of and people have problems with, the way he appeared, the way he acted, what he did and didn't do before the resurrection. Before the resurrection, part of the problem was Jesus isn't acting like everybody wants him to. They want to be out from under, under Roman rule. He does do some miraculous works, absolutely. Absolutely. They want him to do more. And then they want him to do more. And then they want him to do more. And why doesn't he just do the miraculous all the time? Why didn't he just take care of all the Jewish problems right now, right here? And so he's constantly uh, criticized for the way he acts before he's crucified, before the resurrection. He's just not, and I wrote down in my notes so I wouldn't remember it. I'm going to use the word spectacular, okay? A lot of words I could use. He just isn't as spectacular as he could be. And that's true. He isn't healing everybody. That's true. That's Bible. <laughs> he isn't healing everybody. 
He isn't turning water to wine all the time. He does it one time. He isn't uh, multiplying fish and bread all the time. He does it twice. Why not do that all the time? Why not solve all the problems? Why not be more spectacular? And so after the resurrection, it dawned on me this last couple weeks as I thought about the people that he appears to. Why does he do it like that? He appears to one woman, one insignificant woman, and I mean that just because her life, as far as everybody else is concerned, is insignificant. He appears to her by herself. She doesn't recognize him. He doesn't appear to Peter and John. Then he appears to a few more, and then he appears to two. You know what? I would think, I would have expected, and I would have suspected that you've got Jesus, and this is a theological term, Paul uses it, stresses it, the firstborn from the dead. Uh, we never say that today. That's never a term that any of us use. The firstborn from the dead means the first to resurrect. This is, this is important. Uh, this is theological. You need, to, you need to know this to get your theology right and your Bible right. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, the first to resurrect. Now, there have been others who have come back from the dead. That's resuscitation. That's not resurrection. The folks in, in the Old Testament who, who, who Elijah and Elisha, and they brought them back from the dead, that's resuscitation. Why? Because they died again. That's not resurrection. When Jesus, and I'm going to use this, uh, I'm going to use this again, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, Probably one of the most dramatic New Testament things that took place. If, if I was going to choose, you know, what's like the most spectacular, dramatic thing that Jesus did in the Old Testament, the raising of Lazarus would come pretty close. But the problem is Lazarus died again. So Lazarus wasn't resurrected. He's resuscitated. Jesus, the firstborn from the dead, the first to resurrect. So what you see after the resurrection is resurrection life. What you see when Lazarus was raised from, from the dead, that's earthly life. Lazarus is going to die again. When you see Jesus resurrected from the life, resurrected from the dead, that's resurrection life. He'll never die again. And that's the Christian hope. Resurrection life. We never die again. And that's what Jesus did. That's why we have hope because of what he did. Now, you would think that if you're going to be the one resurrected life, the first one, the firstborn from the dead, you would just shout it from the rooftops, let everybody know. But that's not what he does. He doesn't act in that spectacular way that I would have thought that he would. He just doesn't work that way. And I, I don't know, someday uh, I say I might ask him face to face. I think when I see Jesus face to face, I'm not going to care about any of this. I don't know why. But he just never works that way. 
he talks to one and then he talks to a few more and then he talks to two and that seems to be how he works Jesus working in your life most of the time is not very spectacular okay sometimes it is sometimes it is but isn't often that we spend a lot of time looking for that we spend a lot of time waiting for that I want to put a couple more thoughts on the screen one is the Old Testament and then we'll move on to the new and I'll talk about Lazarus again God parts the Red Sea and people walk across it on dry ground if you made me choose okay now pick out an Old Testament event a miraculous event in the Old Testament that's just like the most dramatic the most spectacular the parting of the Red Sea is probably one that I would choose so God parts the Red Sea and people walk across it on dry ground now well I'm going to move, move on I could stay a long time right, right there the next week they are complaining because they ran out of watermelons and onions I've got a message I preached years and years ago watermelons and onions I like them both not together isn't that how people are oh but if I would have seen the Red Sea part I wouldn't have done that I mean I wouldn't I know they did but I wouldn't be like that yeah you would yeah you would no I wouldn't yeah you would I'm telling you you would because all of us are like that the spectacular does not build faith and the spectacular does not build Jesus relationship now it's great I love it and I love when I see it but the spectacular does not build faith it does not build Jesus relationship they saw, they saw the Red Sea part walked across on dry ground. The next week they're still complaining because that's how we are. In the, Old, in the New Testament, the next one, Jesus brings Lazarus back to life after being dead for four days. That's important. To, to them it was. After being dead for four days. The next week people are plotting to kill Jesus. Interesting, when you go to ch chap John chapter 11 about the raising of Lazarus you go to John chapter 12 the next the next chapter this is almost ironically funny the next ch chapter the next event they're having a party for Lazarus because he's been resuscitated from the dead so they're having a meal in La Lazarus home and the Jews are so angry with Jesus because he brought Lazarus back to life that they're plotting to kill Lazarus and Jesus both now the irony of it is they're trying to kill a man that they're, they're plotting to kill a man who was just raised from the dead how many I mean how many times can you kill him and then they're plotting to kill the man who has the power to raise Lazarus from the dead I mean they stood there and they watched Lazarus walk out of the grave after being dead for four days and the next week they're plotting to kill him again that's the way people are this spectacular dramatic we all love that everybody loves that but that's not the way Jesus will primarily work in your life
promise you. That is not the way Jesus will primarily work in your life. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, I believe that his working in your life will be much more private, much more one-on-one. A lot of words that I could use. Special. Quiet. Restrained. Jesus was standing right there. And they didn't recognize him. Why? Because surely, if Jesus, the firstborn from the dead, if he's going to resurrect, I mean, it's going to be more spectacular than that, isn't it? Isn't Jesus working in my life? Shouldn't it be more spectacular than that? Not, there's no way I'd ever give names. Years ago, I went to a, an, older, an older couple's home talk to the man about being saved talk to him led him to the Lord went through the steps you know how we do but it's not the steps it's not the steps that saves us it's Jesus who saves us but went through the this process led him to the Lord and I could tell when we were done we prayed and talked a little bit I could tell it just Something I'm not saying missing, but almost like something not done yet. And I could not figure it out. And we talked some more. What I could tell was he just wasn't satisfied. Like there was something not done yet. And his wife, his wife figured it out. She was there with us, of course. She figured it out. She said, I think I know what it is. I think I know what's wrong. My husband was expecting bells and whistles. My husband was expecting that when he gave his life to Jesus that, uh, you know, like the fireworks would go off. And, you know, I've seen that. But, you know, most of the time, it's not like that. It's just a calm, quiet relationship. Belief. Faith, love. I think sometimes we're expecting Jesus to look like something, someone else. I mean, we're expecting Jesus to act like something else, but he's not. And therefore, we're missing it. We're missing it. Some of us are praying so hard, and we should. Jesus, I need help. Jesus, I need you to visit me. Jesus, I need you to talk to me. Man, I, I prayed that over and over and I still do. I, I need that more than anyone. Jesus, I need you to talk to me. Jesus, I need you to help me. Jesus, I need you to be near to me. Jesus, I need you to visit me. I need you, and I need you right now. And I don't know, but sometimes I think I'm expecting the fireworks. And when actually Jesus comes to us, uh, probably not like that. It could be that the people he sent my way, that was Jesus. 
You know what I mean? Jesus sent them. And I wasn't looking for that. It could be a circumstance that, that happened in a way that I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. But see, I'm missing it because I think Jesus is, should do it one way. Or I think Jesus should look one way. Or I think it, sh it should happen. God should do this this way. But he's not doing it like that. But he's still very present. It could be that you are praying for Jesus to visit you. And he is. And you're not seeing it. Okay? It could be that you're praying for Jesus to help you. And he is. You're not seeing it. Isn't that the way he's always worked? He still is. He's doing it right now. Could, it could be that, that you're praying so hard for an answer to prayer. And he is answering your prayer. He is answering your prayer. If you'll just see it. He's standing right there. And you're not seeing it. But, but I don't want him to work that way. I know that. But this is the way he's going to work. And he's got a reason and a purpose. There's a reason he's working in your life like this. But he's standing right there. And you're not seeing it. Open your faith eyes and just allow Jesus to work however he wants to work oh friend there have been so many times not just in the past even right now God I just don't understand I did, but then there's this Bible realization that my faith is not based on spectacular it's based on God's word and he has said that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And so even sometimes when I feel like he's not there and I just can't see him at all, I just know that he's there. And that he's working in my life even sometimes when I don't see it. What we're going to do is, is have a prayer time and give us a chance to come before the Lord in prayer. It could be I'm going to ask the congregation to stand. It could be that you're here and, and you've been praying, and, and you should. You've been seeking, and you should. And you just don't understand, God, why, why are you not, not moving? Well, maybe he is. God, why can I not feel you? But he's right there. He's standing right there if we'll just open our eyes to see. I'm going to uh, uh, open the, these altar chairs. And if you'd like to come to an altar, pray there's something in your life you're just, you're seeking, you're praying, you don't understand why, and you need to spend some time in prayer. We invite you to come to a chair and pray if you need to seek the Lord about whatever it is.